This is a disclaimer. Ben and I do not actually agree or believe these conspiracy theories. Now, on to the show. Anyway. Hey, SpongeBob. Welcome back to Conspiracy Talk, where we discuss socioeconomics right before the podcast. Anyway, back to what we were doing. Our first topic today is the time cube, which the time cube theory states, for those of you that don't know, that there are four days going on simultaneously during, well, I guess one 24-hour period. So, like, take Australia, for example. Australia is at night. Above them, they're, like, the... I'm going to call it the upper hemisphere, because I don't know what else to call it. So, Australia is down here below the equator, and the other part above them is above the equator, which is obvious, and they are during the day. And then on the opposite side of the Earth, the people that are on the day above Australia are at night, and the people who are at night in Australia, the people on the opposite side of them are in the day. That was a really long-winded example. But basically, this theory is... Basically, the day is eight hours. Like, our sunlight here in Kansas, the sun rises at about six and goes down at around nine o'clock. So we have... We've got a good, I'd say, 15 hours of daylight. So, like... I mean, I can understand what they're thinking, but at the same time, like, quarters of the Earth... Having different times, like on the opposite side of the world, like one down here, one up here. Can't see what I'm doing. It's an audio-only podcast, but like quarters opposite from each other are the same, are on the same time of day. Like down here it's day, up here it's day, and then Australia and the other side of the world are night. I'm very confused on what I'm talking about anymore, but like there's. Very confused. Like, there's the date line in, like, where the dates cross over because it's a different day. Well, that's obvious. I'm rambling now, aren't I? Yeah, Ben, what do you think about this? I don't know. Neither do I. I, I kind of feel out of it at the moment. You, you, you got, you've got that mercury dust in your eye. We've got the asbestos from the, from the ceiling tiles. There are ceiling tiles. It's it's like we're in a flat white box of a room. It's like a, a perfect square. And if it was really bright in here and it shined off the walls, we'd probably think that we had gone to eternity. So, or have really bad migraine. Or had really bad migraine. I do that sometimes. I remember having a mi- really bad migraine my freshman year in one, in our science class. And I just remember like with earth science, right? Yeah, earth science. Yeah, because I remember that like it seemed like. I got dehydrated from lights. I went to science, and I heard that I had a hard time focusing. Mm-hmm. Went to a choir, it seemed to got worse. And then I heard that as we were eating at lunch, I remember I started to slur my words. Do you want to talk about uh, debate freshman year, specifically the door frame incident? Oh yeah. So we we did debate our freshman year as we had to have what was it a communication credit? I did it because I wanted to do it. I, ha- I did it because I had to have a communication credit, and it was only half a credit, so I did public speaking this last year, my junior year. And we were setting up for the debate tournament that was to take place at our high school. And 
uh, I was walking around, I had a really bad migraine, I have chronic migraines. And, and I, I didn't know he was having a bad migraine at the time. Ben did not know, and it's fine, there's no harsh feelings, but he got a little angry apparently, because I wasn't working with the rest of them, decided that he was going to grab me by the shoulder and arm and pull me through a door. My head kind of like fell to one side and it smacked the door frame. Yeah, I didn't go as planned. I just pulled the plan to pull you in, kind of like, hey, you're doing nothing, get to work. But again, I didn't know you were having a bad migraine at the time. I just I, I didn't have my medication at that time either. <laughs> I, I still feel bad about that. You shouldn't, though, because it was an accident and you didn't know. Got so it. it's fine. That's what I can I continue telling myself. So the next the next topic on the podcast list and not the discussion list is Elf, which Elf is a theory that ex- extremely low frequencies are used as a form of mind control. So like, what are the, what are some low frequencies that we know of? AM radio. AM radio. So yes, AM radio. You heard it here. AM radio is used to control people. Actually, I don't know if that... What? I, I don't know either, man. I, actually, I don't know how low frequency AM radio goes. I just assume that it... I mean, it's a radio frequency. Aren't radio frequency kind of quick? Mm, I think so. Like, uh, take 5.58 gigahertz and 2.47. Those two, That's how dual band Wi-Fi works. One's at 5.58 and the other one's at 4.47. Anyway, that's how dual band broadcasting works. But like, okay, I was I was driving here, and like, we're recording this during like a severe thunderstorm watch, and like a tornado watch. So on the way here, I get the National Weather Service alert that says there's a severe thunderstorm watch in effect for this county until 9 p.m. tonight. I'm like, well, that's interesting because it's not supposed to start until later. But, like, I look at the thing, and it says, like, it's 90 point, I was listening to 99.1, and, like, it said something 240 hertz or something. I have a, I've, I've got a, a Volkswagen Jetta, so it's German, so it displays the hertz and megahertz, depending on which channel. Does your car do that, Ben? Displays what? The hertz. The Hertz reading. No, I think mine just shows what station it is digitally. Not like it's just the number, not like the name of the station. I think. Well, you've got you've got one of those cars that if you press a button, it goes pardon. No, that's I have a radio transmitter for my Bluetooth. Well, I know, but you've got the button on the car because I guess it might be a later model, but your mine's car. Mine's a 2009 model. Then it should like you've got a button, and the it'll you can like speak into it. I think, because it's the same, it's a meme. The guy screams into the radio and it goes, pardon? And then everyone cracks up in laughter. But yes, back to the podcast, because we're getting real off track with this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to look this one up, because I completely forgot. But ELF, ELF is used, or extremely low frequencies are used for mind control. So how would that work? Where, where would these be broadcast? And how can you protect yourself? Obviously, the tinfoil hat. But. Does this go into the uh, 5G conspiracy? I don't think it does. Well, so, like, 
once again, like we talked about yesterday, we found another book. Uh, Codes and Practices Guidelines of Regulations Relating to Food, Food Production, and Safety. Okay, so the Codex Alimentarius, which is a book by the Codex Alimentarius Commission, is a collection of in internationally recognized standards, codes of practice, guidelines, and other recommendations relating to foods, food productions, and food safety. You can get it on Audible for $19.99. It was originally published in 1881. And, uh, conspiracy. Conspiracy theory. Alright, so the Codex Alimentarius conspiracy theory is basically uh, globalized food is putting something in the book. Like, they put something in the book so that they put, like, a chemical in the food that controls our minds. Like, a lot of this stuff is just mind control that I don't particularly understand. But there, there are a couple of them, and it's a conference paper that I'm reading right now. It's basically, yes, the Global Food Organization is putting our... putting stuff in our food to control our minds. And I'm reading uh, an article on new, new, I can't read this, NutraIngredients.com that says like the supplement, it's a supplement thing. So they're like putting supplements into our food. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know much about it. I just, when I make a list, I just write down a whole bunch of ones that sound interesting and then research them later. Next up is Project... Project Bluebeam. So, Project Bluebeam. Oh, I'm having I'm having a hard time with this. Project Bluebeam is well, it's a project. Obviously, I don't know much about it. I'm waiting on my mobile device to load. The computer almost shut off. That would be fun. So, Project Bluebeam is. Quest for a New World Order and the Rule of Anarchists. An oh, wait, that says Antichrist. Uh, oh. Yeah, Project Bluebeam audiobook. This is a book. All of the ones I find are books. There's a whole bunch of stuff on it, most of it from Pinterest and YouTube. But basically, it's like skywriting. It's they're putting propaganda in the sky in the clouds. I mean, this is like similar to the birds work for the bourgeoisie theory, because the birds also are in the clouds, so they could be working together. This is a very weird podcast, Ben. Yeah. I, I feel like this is going to be our most off episode yet. Probably. Not awful, but like off. Like, you feel off. Okay. I feel off. The Aurora Project. Like, do you know what the Aurora Project is? No. Okay, it's an aircraft. So the Aurora aircraft is supposedly a UFO. And I'm going to look it up so I know anything about it. The only thing I've heard that involves Aurora, other than Aurora Borealis, was I think there was a supposed UFO crash in Aurora, Texas, and they supposedly buried the uh, pilot in their cemetery. Hmm. It's like eight, late 1800s, early 1900s, something like that. So the Aurora aircraft was a rumored mid-1980s American reconnaissance aircraft, but there, I am getting this from Wikipedia but there is no substantial evidence that it was ever built or flown and has been deemed a myth. 
The U.S. government has constantly denied such constantly denied that such an aircraft was ever built. But like like just like with the SR seventy one, people have seen the these planes and like mistaken them for UFOs before. Like even on Reddit, there's just stories about the military camps going to like blackout, meaning they turn off all the lights and then some sort of aircraft takes off. That way, it stays a secret, so only like the the in charge people know. So it's a it's a big conspiracy in itself. Uh, the SR seventy one does the SR seventy two exist? It's a concept. I'm just reading through similar results. Okay, so the Aurora aircraft, it's similar to the SR-71. It's basically a delta wing with kind of this little, I'd call that a, a bullet shape that slowly flattens down into into like a, a triangle at the back with two fins. It looks, it's almost like an RC airplane to be quite honest. Mm. And I'll tell you, want to keep the RC aircraft a secret. Yes, they keep the RC aircraft a secret. Oh, especially, you know, the military's drones. Those are technically <laughs> remote controlled. So, if yeah, we're going to prison. If anyone is in the military watching this, please don't join us, I guess. You will not find us. I will be in a bunker if you need me. I won't tell you which one. Okay, so <laughs> then I won't tell you which one. <laughs> So the next the next topic on our list is Chernobyl, and Chernobyl was a big explosion of reactor, I believe, number five, at the Pripyat power plant in. It was Ukraine. Either, was it Ukraine? Yeah, I think. Okay. Which was so, then part of the Soviet Union. Yeah. Yeah, it was in Ukraine, wasn't it? Because like, I really know where Pripyat is due to Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like the one that came I mean, that, out and reasonable. like. 2008, 2009, I know that there was a remaster of it that came out a couple years ago. I, I have it. <laughs> but basically, this theory states that the Chernobyl accident was not actually a reactor explosion and was a secret nuclear test spacecraft engine. Okay. It was a secret test engine that it ended up making the building explode. And the people that believe this they've got to be insane, because I don't think we had nuclear engines back then, other than for power plants, did we? Mm. I we don't have, think we did. We could ask one of our friends whose dad worked at a nuclear power plant. Which? James. Oh, okay. Yes, that would work. Okay, so, yeah, Chernobyl. I mean, there's, what, there's like a video evidence or something, or maybe it was a documentary that we had to watch it in... in oh, yeah, in uh, Earth, Earth Science. Science. I remember, and I also remember people when it shut up when we were watching it. Yes. I actually remember trying to watch it, and there were some people like... Da, 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 da. This is a very interesting podcast for me as well. Yeah, I'll try to avoid getting to more school drama that happened. Then. It's so much fun going to high school, Ben. <laughs> so much. It's nothing like High School Musical predicted. I kind of wish there were breakout music segments in high school. I mean, that's why we have the whole singers group. Yeah. So we can break out in song randomly. And also so we can do voice exercises that'll make us a little bit better. 
Yeah. Fun times. Don't don't charge your uh, don't charge your portable chargers with its own power, kids. It'll explode. Especially the Chinese ones. Chinese ones they blow up very easily. No, Ben, that's fine. Anyway, so yeah, Chernobyl. I mean, if if it if this theory turns out to be true, I will be shocked. But I. Wait a minute. Could the Soviets be trying to cover up the nuclear... Well, I guess that's what the whole power plant thing is. The power plant's based around it, so if something ever did explode, they'd have the excuse, oh, no, it was a nuclear reactor. Everything's fine. Yeah, but that nuclear power plant wasn't very well built with to begin with, because I remember the same documentary that we watched yeah, in science. Yeah, it was a rush job. Yeah, it was like they were trying to get ahead of the United States, I think. You know, go like, hey, we have this power. We can do anything better than you. And then a couple years later, it blows up. Yeah. Like, what caused the whole explosion was they were doing uh, low power tests for if, like, a bomb got dropped on them or something. I thought they were testing cases of meltdown, but they ended up I think that might have been it instead, yeah. I have a very bad memory when it comes to anything with school. But, like, Chernobyl, it's one of the biggest nuclear disasters in history. Do you, do you honestly think it would be a cover-up? Like, people can go there and take a tour of Pripyat and the, the power plant itself. They can't go into the nuclear-irradiated section, but... I know that they're trying to cover up parts of the power plant with a gigantic cement dome. Well, that's like the part that exploded. That's They've yeah. already finished most of that. Okay. I think what they just need to do is they need to just take melted lead and pour it all over it. Do you think any of it's probably still smoking? I hope not. Yeah, so do I. The fumes from that would kill anything. Like, the elephant's foot. The elephant's foot is a whole bunch of irradiated concrete, and I hate to say it, but I'm pretty sure there's probably parts of people in there, too. I think there's also the actual core. The core itself, yes. Cause Actually, didn't it I don't melt think through the bottom. Yeah. Also, I don't think there'd be people in it because most of the people around it that were in the explosion got vaporized instantly. I think. Nah, that would make sense. Like they didn't they didn't put the carbon rods in fast enough. They should have been quicker. <laughs> well, it's all fun and games until you get a nuclear meltdown and get melted into a giant concrete block and vaporized into oblivion. And vaporized into oblivion. Where's Daddy? He's in there. We breathe. He's in the air we breathe. Oh, yes. Very comforting, Benjamin. I'm going to look this up. I want to know if there's any recent pictures of it. I do know that... I think I saw somewhere that... I think Ukraine has actually thought about possibly using the ground around Chernobyl to, like, do a bunch of solar stuff. Or, like, green that energy stuff. Because, I mean... You can't, you can't have people there, but you might as well put something there so it, at least I mean, have the they, they used robots to clean up the debris inside the reactor and search for survivors but if you were Actually, that close to the reactor you're like dead dead I mean I know that I don't know if this was also Chernobyl but it might have been someone else but they had there were volunteers that like I mean volunteered to go into a reactor it might have been Chernobyl and like go down and fix some stuff and they knew that they would die I since believe, they get in I the water that was Chernobyl I mean, it was still so hot the next day that they couldn't get people down there. <laughs> How did they control the robots? Like, 1980s... I don't, I don't know if they had robots. Robots. Not robots. I said robots. No, you didn't. Oh, okay. We have the recording as proof. <laughs> okay, well, so, um... I, f 
I don't know if they had advanced robots like that. But then again... I mean, like, it sure... I guess, yeah, because the map of Chernobyl is still so irradiated today that, like, it's held in some sort of lead box, I think. Hmm. I remember that. I don't remember. It's... I just drop a piece of plastic on the floor. We're good. We're fine. We're A-okay. But, like, think of that. How crazy would it be to just, like, walk into a power plant, you look to your right, and all of a sudden you just see a half-melted skeleton in the wall. It's sticking out its, like, mouth open, arm reaching for salvation, and just... I'd be scared. No flesh. I'd be scared for my life. So, how... What is the melting temperature of bones? That, that is the that is the I don't question think they melt. I, I think they just get charred. What is the melting point of bones? I mean, a chicken's bones would probably melt faster because they're hollow. Right? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% fine. But this is like a legitimate question now. What is the melting point of bones? That's the episode title. What is the melting point of bones? It's for purely educational purposes, government, I promise. Anyway, while we're waiting on that to load, do you know who Eugene Malov was? Or nope. is? It sounds Russian. It is Russian. He is a Russian, I believe, either physicist or chemist, who was trying to figure out the formula for cold fusion. And cold fusion is... It's like, it's like what the sun does. Nuclear fusion... Except they want to cool it down to the point where it can be done here on Earth. And what this theory states is that big physics and big energy, meaning like all the scientists that have like the physics theories and all the electric companies, they are basically blocking his breakthrough to uh, figure out cold fusion. And I've got that very confused. I'm, well, I am very confused and I'm generally a very confused person but like how would you get cold fusion done in the first place like it has to be done by a really hot star and like i mean wait a minute china's got that nuclear reactor that's like as powerful as the sun since so, when um, this is the first i've heard about this i don't know i don't have good internet connection in here but like it was on, it was all over Reddit about a month ago that they're about to power on their sun reactor, and it was like, this the guy with the goggles, the old aviator goggles that are blacked out in Spy Kids. That was a great, that great movie by the way. Spy Kids is absolutely wonderful as well as Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, those are good shows to watch. Ah uh, yes, but Eugene Malov, like. He sounds Russian. I mean, Russians have made a lot of breakthroughs. You, if it if it is going to be figured out, it's going to be by a person who is Russian. <laughs> At least that's my thought. Okay, so following along with the two science topics, all scientists work for Satan. So this theory is that like all scientists are against the Christian belief and that they are working for Satan to help him wipe out religion. I highly doubt that, because there are Christian scientists out there. Yes, but like, scientists, 
Satan, I mean, they both start with an S. <laughs> Satanist and scientist, you just mix a few letters up and you've got the same word. That's like saying you could use... That's like basically saying Santa is Satan because you can use the exact same Santa letter switch around Satan. to spell Satan from Santa. Well, I mean, he is taking away from Jesus' birthday. Technically. But he was also originally came up with because he's named after, like... Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Who saint like Nicholas. A saint. He is a saint. Saint Nicholas is a saint. That's a t-shirt, Ben. Saint Nicholas <laughs> is a saint. Why couldn't we have Jillian here to help us get, get t-shirt ideas? Call her up. I'm kidding. Not now. <laughs> okay, so... I mean, scientists... Satan... I mean, a lot of scientists don't believe in religion... And, like, I used to think that sci if scientists believe in a religion, that they, they were, um, that they were insane. Because, like, science and God just don't mix. Well, I mean, that's what I think most people think, or what most people used to think. And I think over the years, we kind of like, no way, we can use science to prove some things that happen in certain scripture to, to like... I mean, yeah, because, like, in the Bible it says... A, a day is as a thousand years to the Lord, which, like, kind of goes along with the theory of evolution. Yeah. And, like, layers of sedimentary rock. Because instead of seven days, it'd be seven thousand years, and a lot can happen in seven thousand years. Yeah. And then, uh, I know that I watched, I think, a video on the Science Channel as younger, it was a documentary talking about the Exodus. And I think they were talking about how Possibly how they crossed the Red Sea was maybe they went to a shallow spot and the wind was picking up just right. That just happened to make the water move out of the way and there was like a path they could walk on. I mean, it's like the, the continental land bridge that we learned about our first year of history. <laughs> it's basically it's like, that, like during an ice age. So continental Jesus Ridge. <laughs> well, technically Jesus was around then, so it was just, I mean, he was, I mean, he was probably foretold by then, right? Well, yeah, he's been foretold since the beginning. Yeah. So. This is the religion section of the podcast. Yeah. I wouldn't exactly say get religious advice from us since this is a conspiracy theory podcast. Yes, you should. Same not thing take, we said about politics yesterday. Do not take political advice. Uh, the FBI, uh, NSA, I know you're listening to this. We are. We say hi. We say hi. Hello. All right. So uh, TWA flight eight hundred. What do you know about that? What is that? TWA Flight 800 is a Transworld Airlines 747, two, I believe either 200 or 400, that took off from JFK, and a couple minutes later, like, they'd just gotten in the sky, they were about 1,000 feet up, and then the 747 exploded. And there's a theory... There's a theory that it was shot down by either the FBI or the CIA, which, I mean, that's crazy, because, A, I'm pretty sure the FBI doesn't have missiles. <laughs> CAI, C CAI, CIA, I'm not so sure about, I mean, I, do you honestly think they'd shoot down a plane for, like, less than an act of terrorism? No, I feel like they would just spy on the people that's on the plane. Spy on the people that's on the plane. CIA agents were on the plane. They yeah, like taken down. The name is James. Bond James is, uh, is <laughs> I work for a blue company. Hello, my name is Bond James. <laughs> and I work Just for... Like, don't you mean James Bond? No, James Bond is British. I'm Bond James. I'm American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, because everything is backwards here, I'll, according to the British. Yeah, just like... I mean, we use, we use the... Uh, well, don't martini. We use the... Martini. Uh, the not shaking. <laughs> okay. But, like... Yeah, that's what James Bond says, is martini shaking, not stir it's all. Ben, I don't watch James Bond. I mean, I, it's been a while since I've watched it. But, yeah. So, like, here in America, we use... What is it, the Imperial system or the metric system? I don't know. I think it's imperial because yeah. we use uh, Fahrenheit, inches, and uh, degrees. And feet. And feet and cups instead of liters. But like everywhere else, they use the metric system, which is like meters, kilometers. When we use miles, it's very weird to me because like kilometers, a thousand meters, because kilo is a prefix for a thousand, and like every thousand meters. That's a kilometer. How long is that in miles? It's like just over half a mile. Yeah. So they're two something like six kilometers in three miles. I feel like what they should do with that type of stuff is I feel like they should slowly start putting that in our school system. So I mean, we've already started. Like yeah. in chemistry, we used liters and grams this year. Yeah, but I feel like we should do that so more in like math and stuff. So that way we can we at least know how to know how to do well, I mean, kilometers and stuff. In case we were to go somewhere that's not the United States or the United States were to convert to that, so we're the same like with all the rest of the world. The United States is going to be converted to the metric system. It's like converting to a religion, except measurements. All right. So back to TWA Flight 800, it like it was found later that a lot of other 747s had a similar problem where they'd be sitting on the on the runway or a taxiway, what's commonly referred to as the tarmac, for too long, and the heat in the tanks would vaporize at 92 degrees because jet fuel does not vaporize until it hits 92 degrees Fahrenheit. I never knew that. And most tanks are cooled except for the old 747s. So there was always a wire to indicate the fuel temperature, except it would get stripped because fuel's going in and out of there all the time. Mm. So the fuel, the, the line for the electricals of the, I guess you could call it a fuel level uh, indicator, it would get stripped and it inevitably caused an explosion when it hit the other end of the wire and it sparked. And like all the vaporized jet fuel just blew up. People described it as a, a sudden meteorite over the skies of New York. Which. Like the explosion? Or like yeah, like the explosion. The explosion of the airplane. Four engines, and it's still the most inefficient plane in the world. It is the queen of the skies. United said goodbye two years ago in like a month. Anyway, then what do you know about the Vatican archives? Well, they're. They're not open to the public, and it's basically what the Vatican has collected over the years. So yes, the what the, yeah what the Vatican's have collected over the years. But other than that, like the conspiracy theory surrounding it, is basically the Vatican's have ultimate power. They've created a new world order, just like the Illuminati, and there's there they they live down there in their secret bunkers. They're plotting against us. And we're all secretly under their control, so my chair is a very squeaky chair. So what, like, the New World Order, the Illuminati have supposedly created one. How many of these things are there? Because so far I know of two. <laughs> uh, they secretly have a war over control of the globe. So basically what we've established is that the all the New World Orders, 
everything that's trying to control the world right now. They're basically all at war. We just can't see it because we're totally blind to what is happening outside. Speaking of which, there's apparently a storm heading our way. So, alright. Vatican Archives. They Apparently they've got, like, bunkers down there, so if their New World Order ever needs to hide from, like, a nuclear explosion, they could just run down there with Kylo Ren and the rest of his lackeys and hide down there with the lightsabers. Why did you say Kylo Ren? Because the First Order, New World Order. I mean, <laughs> technically it is it is a New World Order because the but First Order... But on a galactic order, scale? The galactic... The gal the galactic wars for control of the universe. That's like that, that's no, entirely no. Star Wars. No, it's galactic civil war. The galactic civil war. It's not a civil war of the universe. It's just like Avengers. Civil it's just a war, civil war, war over the galaxy. I mean, technically, the universe is technically all one thing. So it is a civil war, technically. Okay. What did you think about the last Star Wars movie? I haven't seen. The Rise of Skywalker, yeah. I still Rise of Skywalker is pretty good. I won't give anything away, but it is, like... I mean, I've already been spoiled some of it, yeah, but don't mention anything more. Yes. I were wanting to watch it around Christmas, but we decided not to for some reason. I think we're busy with stuff at the time. Okay, so what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Well, I feel like you'd either be Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, uh, I think mine would probably have to be, and it's gonna be like one of the basic ones, it's gonna be a new hope for me. Yeah, because that's what everyone basically started out with. Yes, basically. I, I started out, my dad watched all of them when he was like seven or eight, and he introduced me to them when I was maybe like, I believe I was probably ten. Let's see, my dad didn't really introduce it to me. I think I just remember one time I was, I was like, I want to watch Star Wars sometime. They bought me the original trilogy for Christmas, or some family member did. I got I got Harry Potter, like the entire Harry Potter collection, all the bonuses and extras for Christmas one year. Huh. Like, it, I have just a whole cassette tape thing. Okay, uh, back to what I was saying. Uh, not to mean to cut you off or be rude or anything. Well, I finished already, so Okay, good, fine. good. Okay, I remember that I had only watched the original original trilogy for like several years that's the only thing i had i remember i was like hey i want to watch prequels and my mom's like i don't know what are they violent and i was like i just know some dude's head gets cut off in like the third film the prequels and i think that made them not want to buy it for a while but it's that, that i mean revenge of the sith is like pg-13 that was like the most darkest they had whenever before the sequel trilogy came out the holy christian boy that ben is so yeah. like when i when i watched the only way I watched all the movies at once is on May 4th of 2019 when we were at a hotel in Kansas City. We had nothing better to do. We were getting ready to leave. And we just binge-watched Star Wars all, all day. You were right, Master. The negotiations were short. I don't remember why. You actually remember where that came from or no? I don't think I do. Is that, like... I think it's the third one. No, that's the Phantom Menace. I watched part of it yesterday, or not yesterday, the other day, because I need to. I need to rewatch them. Those yeah, I need to too, because I heard that I was like, when was the last time I actually sat down and watched Star Wars? I mean, I like the films and all, but it's like, other than being in the theater, I need to go watch them, because I like to watch a bunch of Star Wars stuff on YouTube, because like, I just I like to look up. Since I don't like to go out and buy the actual comic books. Or I don't have access to Disney Plus. 
I just go out and look up clips on YouTube. Here's the thing. We should probably get back to the podcast now. I mean, we're out of topics and we do need 40 minutes, so we're fine. So, back to the socioeconomic part. Our school spends a lot of money on things that we don't necessarily need. And we ran out of money for paper. We did run out of money for paper, and that's fine, because it's a new year, new new school motto, I guess. Our resource officer has a new truck, looks pretty cool. It's got the D.A.R.E. logo on the side of it. <laughs> uh, what is it? Drug drug and Resistance Education, I believe. Oh, I'm glad you actually remember, because I don't. It's been. Okay, so we're going to be seniors this year. Yeah. Grade 12. This was all the way seven years ago in the fifth grade. Yeah, I know. That's why I had Daryl, so. We... Did you ever meet Retro Bill? Yeah. Retro he Bill... He signed my a, shirt. Yeah. And then I, I lost that shirt, and I no longer have a signature on I it. I never... I wore it to school once, and I never washed it, so now it just kind of sits there abandoned in storage, waiting to be worn again. I need to go donate to Goodwill sometime. Did you get did you get your shirt signed? I got my shirt signed. He signed it while I was wearing it. I was like, Oh, this is the best day of my fifth grade I actu- life. I actually did look up the thing he mentioned that he was in SpongeBob, apparently he has a fish that's signed after him. He's a fish. He's a fish. That would make sense for Retro Bill. He's cool. He's an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, and then uh, let's see. He's a frog. I do remember he came back a couple years ago, I think, for a little bit. Do you remember the giant remote? Giant remote. Mm-hmm. No? Like, he passed around this giant remote, and we would press the button, and it would mute him. Oh, I might remember. It was so weird. Like, why? Just like, oh, no, they're they're doing wrong. Like, I remember writing that stupid essay that we had to do. Oh, yeah, I did that too. I put a lot of effort into that. I remember being kind of disappointed that I didn't get told to go up there and read it, but now I think that's probably a good thing. I would have died on the spot. I would have passed out on the floor. (laughs) So, like, fifth grade, that's the time of my life. Chicken nuggets in the shape of dinosaurs, and we still, that was the last year we at uh, the elementary school in our town had recess because after that we were in sixth grade oh yeah we didn't necessarily actually when i was in sixth grade we still had recess seventh grade we still had recess and then i think once we had we moved out to the high school yeah they stopped doing recess it's a good thing neither of us have mentioned the county city or um specific area name yeah this podcast last podcast we had had a real fun time editing out the name of county that we live in so yeah yes. town that one of our friends lives in. <laughs> uh yes the drug capital of this county but yeah fifth grade was like the time of our lives yeah we still had i don't know about you but in in our town we had i guess i really can't say her name but she was a really good teacher and we ended up going to topeka with her and she's been one of my favorite teachers and, like, when we went to Topeka, we went really early in the morning. We climbed the Capitol building. Oh, I did that the other, I did that when I was a page. I did that the other day. I did well, that the other day, day, I mean, a couple months ago. But... How was that? I never got to hear about that. It was pretty good. I actually have a picture with the governor. 
you have a picture with the governor of Kansas. Yes. Kelly, am I correct? Kelly Blue Book? No. Kelly Blue Book, that's the... That's you the, know, the, I can't even remember her name either. I believe her name. Laura not, Kelly, I who, think. Laura I think, Kelly? I think it's Laura Kelly. I, okay, so there's this one ad that's going around on YouTube, and it's Joe Biden asking for your support. And I, every time I think, why is Jerry Moran on YouTube? Yeah, that is Laura Kelly. Ben, you're standing beside the governor. You look like you're in pain. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not the best at pictures. I mean, neither am I. But it's I don't. Fine. I don't like the way I look with my face. I think at the time I gained some weight around my did face. You, did you have a stroke? No, but I mean, I will say that was. That was a good time. Being a page, it was interesting. When we went to the Capitol building... If the we... only thing I would take back is if I learned how to do pictures better. But other than that, it's cool to have a picture with the governor and our... When we took our entire... Our entire fifth grade, we got to walk into... At the time, it was Governor Brownback. The, he had a giant buffalo skin on his desk. <laughs> and I was so convinced that he'd murdered the buffalo himself. We so have a cool governor. We have a cool governor. He's a hunter. But was it the same desk? As this? Yeah, it was the same desk. Okay, I guess she but took it off he, when she became governor. Well, I mean, he had to take it off to write anything. <laughs> because, like, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but if you try to write on the carpet on just, like, a bare piece of paper like it, this. Yeah, it goes through. It goes right through. It's very, very confusing. But to uh, preserve our safety... Ben said it looked like the clouds were getting near. We're going to cut this podcast short. So until next time, see ya.